0: want say a cause for a living i have never themed giving a title to any of our revival services before but when i was preparing for today the lord gave me a theme and it is is there not a cause can you ask your neighbor is there not a cause can we find from scripture what cause we're talking about first samuel chapter 17 is there not a cause First Samuel 17 has to do with the Philistine called Goliath who threatened the whole of Israel including their armies and everybody seemed to be afraid or everybody actually was afraid including king the king King Saul himself until somewhere along the line, David, because of his age at that time, who was not qualified to be in the army, had to. In fact, it was his father who sent him to go and see how his brothers, senior brothers, were faring on the battlefield. So when David got to the scene, let's take it from, let me take it from quickly, verse 22. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army, and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was the the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, and he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. What were those words? He was just threatening the whole of Israel. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. Did you didn't hear that. Verse 25. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king, will enrich with great riches. Will give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? I want you to take note of that line. Not just killing the Philistine, but takes away the reproach from Israel. Hmm. It's a very powerful statement. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? 27. And the people answered him in this manner, saying, so shall it be done. For the man who kills him. That is what they had told him before. They repeated. The same statement. 28. Now Eliab. Or Eliab. His oldest brother. Heard when he spoke to the man. And Eliab's anger. Was aroused against David. And he said. Why did you come down here? And with whom? Have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart for you have come down to see the battle. Verse 29 is where I pick the message of today from. It's not a message per se, but it's just to identify something in scripture. David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Somebody say, Amen. Which verse talked about the reproach? Verse 26. David said, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? Do you know what God, of all the revival services we've had this year, if there is any burden on the heart of the Father, which he would want you and me to capture and carry into 2020, it is the burden to see the gospel, the revival of the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, the communication of the gospel, the dissemination of the gospel, so revived in our land and beyond our land said that, even the one that is hardened-hearted will believe and be converted. Are you following me? I'm just telling you the heartbeat of God. If there is anything that we, you and I, have that we have not been passionate to see it revive and to see it spread, it is the gospel. There is nothing as precious as the gospel you and I have. Paul said in Romans 1, verse 16, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. First, for the Jew and then for the Gentile. The gospel. Remember, let me ask you a question. Maybe. For some of us who have never understood the gospel, we may not understand why there's this passion. But that passion must become a revival. That's all God is telling us this evening. We must see to it that there is a revival in the house of God's people to let the gospel be known, be heard, be understood, be communicated in its simplicity to the least and to the greatest in society, in our world. There is a cause. Think about it. Who could have washed the sin of man? And what would have happened to man if his sins were not washed away? Is there not a cause? Bible says righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is what? a reproach unto any people. Did you see the verse we read? David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defies the armies of Israel and what will be done to this man? To take away the reproach. It was a reproach to David that ah, as far as God is concerned, given the record of God, who took Israel from Egypt through the wilderness, through the Red Sea. Even at a point in time, even a river had to part into two. Apart from the Red Sea, I hope you know that. They crossed a river. God fed them in the wilderness with all these stories. Gideon's time, Samson's time. David comes on the scene and realizes, no, 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 no. This is not right. Does that mean that our God is dead? Is there not a cause? David couldn't understand why the army of Israel could flee from an uncircumcised Philistine. Do you know uncircumcision has to do with sin? When somebody under the old covenant was not circumcised, he was considered a sinner. Circumcision was symbolic of the sin nature being washed from the heart of man. So sin is a reproach and it's like, who is this? And listen, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, carried my sin and your sin. He carried the sins of all humanity, whether the person is born or not. Because legally, God heaped our sins into his spirit. That was the cup he he dreaded to drink. He drank that cup anyway. When he submitted his will to the will of the father. And so he carried the reproach of humanity into his own spirit, into himself. Jesus Christ did it. Think about it. I'm I'm just bringing to your attention why there is a cause to let the gospel be known and be heard. And there should be a revival in the dissemination of the gospel. Just think about it. What are we here for? What are we in this world for? What are you looking for? What is the reason? Is it to get what? So that you will do what? If it is not for the purposes of the gospel. Is there not a cause? The money that God gives us. The peace God gives us. Look at this nation, Ghana. Is there not a cause? Should we just comfortably live here because there's peace and nothing more? There is something God is expecting you and me to do with what he has given us, the gospel. Somebody who out of his own volition, listen, he could have chosen to just be the only begotten son of God or better still, he could have chosen not to even come as a son because the word became flesh assuming he didn't become flesh, he would have remained. You see, the the Godhead, we say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but the the Godhead actually is God Almighty, the Word, and the Spirit. That's the Godhead. Until the Word became flesh, there was no Son. And right from the beginning, we see that in the beginning, God, the word God there is Elohim, is actually translated God's, so the three personality in the Godhead were at work right from the beginning with one mission to produce a family. If the word had not become flesh, they could have just been there all by themselves. But God loved us so much that when man sinned, he allowed the word to become flesh and dwelt amongst us. But it was for one reason, to carry the sin of man. Into the spirit of his son, the one who knew no sin. Bible says, for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Second Corinthians 5.21. God made him to be sin. Not a sinner, please take note. He made him to be sin. I'm asking the question. Sin is a reproach. Had Jesus Christ not carried that reproach, what would have happened to humanity? What would have been our end? What would have been our hope? What would have been our expectation? What would life be like without Jesus? Without the Savior of humanity? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause to arise? With what we call good news and yet we don't seem to care about it. If you have good news to help somebody, wouldn't wouldn't you want that person to hear it? What is happening? There must be a revival. If there is any revival that we must project into 2020, I pray it must be the revival in the area of the gospel. Hallelujah. That's what God sent me to tell everybody who is here and those who will listen hereafter. Jesus carried my sin. He died my death. Think about it. He died your death. And please, the death here is not physical death I'm talking about. Anytime scripture talks about death, God is not concerned about physical death because it's only a transition. Death means separation. When we say he died my death, it means that he died my spiritual death. He was separated from the father. Think about it. Is there not a cause? Somebody who had lived with the father in so close an intimacy that there was no separation. But for the first time, when he carried my sin and your sin, the Bible says, Can you imagine? It was 12 noon. I hope you know that. It was 12 midday. And in those, I mean, that part of the world, it's supposed to have been sunny and hot. 12, am I right? That is not a fresh zone. It's a desert. So 12 midday, definitely you're expecting sun to be at its highest, at its peak. The Bible says there was darkness on the surface of the earth from 12 noon to 3 p.m. Why? Because somebody who was so close to the father had carried the sin nature. And the father who cannot countenance sin had to turn his back on him. I believe it was the turning of the back of the father on him that caused the shifting shadow. So, instead of sunlight, there was darkness. Light was taken out. And then he himself cried out because he could feel that something was missing. For the first time in his existence on earth, after 33 and a half years, he realized that he was empty. Listen, life without Jesus Is full of emptiness. It's empty. There's a vacuum in the soul of man that can only be filled by the love of the Father if we embrace it. Those who have not embraced the love of the Father, they can get everything in this world, but those things amplify the emptiness. The the richer they become, the more emptier they become on the inside. Is there not a cause? So he cried out, my my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Is there not a cause? Look at one man, the only begotten son of God. Going through all this, not for himself, but for you and me. But the father didn't say anything. He went through the process. And as a result of the spiritual death, he was separated from the father. As a result of the spiritual death, he finally died physically. Because he would never have died physically if he had not first died spiritually. Are you there? They could never have killed him. No, it was not possible. But he, because he had been separated from the father because of my sin and your sin. Let's always make reference to that because it was not his sin. It was not just because of sin. It was because of my sin, your sin. That's why he died spiritually. That's why the father disconnected from him. And then he now died physically. And the Bible says he descended to hell. Listen, if Jesus Christ had not paid a price for sin, he would have remained in hell forever. Are you there? Is there not a cause? I said, if Jesus Christ had known, what was the price for sin? Without the shedding of blood, there is no washing away. There is no removal. There is no remission of sins. But this is the mystery. This was what Satan did not know. Because the Bible says that if the princes of this world had known this secret, it was a mystery. They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. What was the mystery? Because it was not his personal sin he carried in his spirit. His blood was not contaminated with the sin. That was that was the greatest blessing. Had Jesus Christ known a personal sin, his blood wouldn't have been powerful to wash away the sin nature. But he didn't know, Bible says he was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. What a savior! I don't know how many of us can say that about our lives. That all my life, all the temptations i faced, I have passed all of them. I never sinned once. Anybody like that? I'll clap for you here. Come again. Except Jesus. And it's only Jesus. He was in all points. That means he was tempted with fornication. He was tempted with adultery. Tempted with drunkenness. Tempted with stealing. Tempted with everything. He was in all points. All points. Tempted like as we are. So we are tempted. He was also tempted with everything. Yet, he didn't sin once. That made his blood powerful. That is the blood we are going to partake of right now. Remember the blood. Hmm. He was in all points tempted like us. We are yet without sin. So when he went to hell, that blood, that was not contaminated, was powerful to wash the sin nature from his spirit. So the Bible says he was justified in the spirit. What does that mean? It means he was made right in the spirit. And that was not done for himself. It was done on my behalf and on your behalf. Are you there? So that if you believe This is the gospel and this is what must be revived. There must be a revival in the communication of the gospel, in the dissemination of the gospel, in the explanation and communication of understanding of the gospel. If you believe that this man did all this on your behalf, then he saved you, isn't it? Ah, You couldn't have saved yourself. Somebody now said, okay, I'll Be your substitute. Instead of you going through eternal damnation to suffer for the consequence of your sin. Because if the sin nature is not washed away, you are going where all rebels go. Satan and his demons don't have blood. I hope you know that. So for them, their their sin cannot be washed away. And when Satan sinned with with his angels, they became rebels. And their place has been determined according to Matthew 25 verse 4 to 1. The Bible says the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. It's, it's, been, it's been pronounced, nothing can change it. Everlasting fire. And every rebel for that matter will go there. The one whose sin nature has not been washed away. So we should have gone to the everlasting fire. If not for Jesus. I'm asking this evening, is there not a cause? There must be a revival. This gospel that we have... As God gives us wealth. As God blesses us. As God enriches us. As God gives us opportunities. As God opens avenues. As God gives us platforms. It must be used to disseminate the gospel. That's all. There must be a revival. Other than that, we haven't started living yet. I I, I wanted to say you, but I'm including myself. Other than that, we... Having started living here. True living is when you have found a cause to live for. And the greatest cause anybody can live for is to live for the one who died for you. Hallelujah. I said the greatest cause anybody can take upon him or herself and live for. There are other causes. Many live for different causes. Some can even go to training. Go and study piloting and live for the cause of just committing Suicide bombing. You understand? That you train as a pilot for years and then one day your plan, your aim is that I will take this plane and I will just crash into a building and crash everybody. That's a cause. But it's a dirty cause. It's a cause not worth living for. The greatest cause is to live for the one Hey, who died for you and me? So, what are we saying? The man now made it possible for you and me to receive remission of sins. So, if you hear such news, all you need to do is to say, Ah, if he saved me, then he's my savior. So, I believe that Jesus Christ saved me. But the other aspect of the gospel which has not been properly communicated. And for which cause, so many people, though they have believed the gospel, but they are still not born again, is the confession of Jesus Christ as my Lord, as your Lord. Let me tell you, the Bible says, even the devils believe and tremble. So many people have heard the gospel, some way, some way they believe, but we have not communicated the gospel. What we are doing this evening is to trust God for a revival in the simplicity of the communication of the gospel for 2020. Are you there? We are using this revival service to set the pace for what God would do in the year of great awakening. The year 2020, the Lord told us, right from the beginning of this year, is a year of great awakening. When God told us that this is the year of revival, he told us about 2020 that is a year of great awakening. Men and women must be awoken to the reality of the fatherhood of God. God wants to be father of children. But you cannot be his son. Though you are his creation. Though he created you. You cannot be his son. You cannot be his daughter. Until you know his only begotten son. The one that died and rose again. Hallelujah. Amen. I was talking about the confession. Why confess? Because Bible says with a heart. Man or One believes unto righteousness once you believe you are made right you are made as though you never sin but here is the point there are two kingdoms the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness Those who have never confessed the lordship of Jesus. This is the point. The reason why you need to confess and I'm explaining the gospel so we can explain it to others. The reason why you and I needed to confess the lordship of Jesus and for that matter, anybody who believes the gospel must confess that Jesus is lord is that until You confess that Jesus is your Lord, you are still under the lordship of Satan. Do you know a lot of people are walking all over the world and they don't know that, as I mean, by virtue of the sin nature that has not been washed away, sin is the nature of the devil. That Satan is the master, the author, he is the, 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 he is the, the, the architect of sin. He originated sin. So he is lord. Over sin. So if you have his nature. It makes him lord over you. So yes. You are believed. And you are made right. But it is mandated that you use your tongue. To not change lordship. You change from the lordship of Satan. To Satan. To the lordship of christ by confessing that jesus christ is my lord by virtue of that confession bible says you are translated from the kingdom the domain of darkness into the kingdom of light there must be a revival is there not a cause there are many people out there listen they may be nice in society they are even promulgating our laws they are the people constructing our roads, they are the people doing good works in society But they may not be born again. There must be a revival. Is there not a cause? Somebody has already paid the price. Somebody has already paid the price. Like we sing that song. He paid the debt. He did not owe. I owe the debt. And I could not pay. I needed someone. To wash my sins away. Oh, now, now I can, I can sing, sing a brand new song. Amazing grace. It's an amazing grace. Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus paid the debt that, that I, could I could never pay. Jesus paid the, he he paid the debt. He paid the debt he did not owe. I owed the, the debt but I, I could not pay. pay. I needed someone to, to wash, wash my sins away. away. Now I can sing, now I can, I can, sing, I can sing a brand new song. Amazing, amazing grace. Last time he paid the debt, paid Jesus the debt. paid the debt he did not he owe. Owed. I, owed debt, I owed the debt, but I could not pay. I, not pay. I needed someone I needed to, wash my sins away. to wash my sins away. Now I can sing a brand new song. Oh, my, I, can I can sing. A new song oh, amazing grace. the that I could never pay. Hallelujah. People of God, is there not a cause? If we have this good news, why should we keep quiet? In Acts chapter 4, there was a time they threatened Peter and John. After they had raised a cripple, a cripple, They prayed for. Peter said, silver and gold have I not, such as I have, give it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. The man walked. He lived and was all over the place. There was a revival. And then the Sadducees and the the doctors of the law and and the council of the land called them and said that by what name did you make this man whole? Then they preached to them Jesus. And the Bible says that they could not find any fault because indeed it was a notable miracle. But they threatened them. That don't speak in this name again. Then Peter looked at them and said that you judge among yourselves. Whether it is right or wrong to preach in the name of Jesus. Then he said, but we, we cannot but speak what we have seen and heard. We cannot. Is there another cause? We cannot but tell this good news to the whole world. Let me tell you, God is going to give us amplifiers. You know Amplifiers? What is an amplifier? What is an amplifier? I'm just talking proverbially. God is going to give us many avenues by which the gospel will be amplified. It includes money. It includes certain great platforms. It includes certain opportunities. Some business doors. Some marriage doors. All the avenues God is going to give us we must factor the gospel into it as the reason why God is giving us all those avenues. Other than that, we haven't started living yet. There must be a revival. Is there not a cause? I see us on crusade platforms for one reason, just to tell this good news, that Jesus Christ still saves. He died some 2,000 years ago but his blood is still efficacious to wash away the sin nature. Men and women are walking out there but their sin is still in them. They are walking in self-righteousness The Bible says that for by grace are you saved through faith and that it is the gift of God, not your own works, lest any man should boast. For our righteousness is like filthy rags in the sight of God. It's not how right you are. It's about what God makes you. The right that God makes you. He makes us the righteousness of God in Christ. If you are in Christ, he makes you right. Not because you did right, but because his blood was you. We must tell this good news. Is there not a cause? I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. God sent me here this evening to tell you that yes, this is the last revival service. But we must have revival every day of the year 2020. Every day of the year 2020, you must leave for a cause. Find a reason for living. You must tell yourself that I am strategically positioned as a CEO of this company for a reason. So that others may know Jesus. You must tell yourself that I am strategically positioned as a wealthiest man in the nation Ghana for a reason. So that through my wealth, the gospel will be amplified. You must tell yourself that I am strategically positioned in this particular region of the nation Ghana for a reason so that those over there will know the light we are here for a reason find a cause for a living, don't live for yourself, don't live for any other cause the greatest cause is to live for the one who died for you, kindly stand to your feet I want us to make a rededication a reaffirmation a re commitment to the cause of Christ a songwriter sang a song and said I pledge allegiance to the lamb I pledge allegiance can you imagine that whether rain or shine whether going through the valley or the mountain I pledge allegiance somebody died for me I'm gonna live for him it's my it's my commitment will you want to make a commitment to God I don't know what you want to live for in 2020. The Lord spoke to us last Sunday in a message. He says that what? Faithful to the end. Will you want to make a commitment? Because in 2020 there will be a great awakening. Jesus. All of a sudden people will get to know that ah this God can be my father. Mm. I can call him father. Not just call him God but also my father, my My source of everything can they make a commitment. There will Jesus, be a great awakening. Jesus. Not just an awakening, but a great but one. A Men and women will be awoken to the fatherhood of God. Yes, Men Lord. and women will be awoken to the deity. You, the, deity you, the deity, the fatherhood, you, the Godhead. Father, you, Lord. Son, Lord. and Holy Spirit. Yes, Almighty Lord. God, the Word and the Spirit. Jesus. Men and women will get to know that this God is the ruler of the heavens and the earth. The ruler. We are only giving a lease. To be on this earth. Mm. By a day will come. The owner will come With for his voice. earth. Mm. We are only having a lot. It's a lease. Mm. That is why it seems that man is in charge. Jesus. But the God of heaven and earth. Will take charge one day. Jesus. When Jesus Christ shall come. Bible wow. says He shall put down all rule. Mm. He shall subdue everything. Mm. And after he has submitted everything. Mm. Under mm. his feet. Mm. He himself will be subject to mm. the most high God. So mm. that God will be all in all. Mm. That is the ultimate goal of God. That he will be all in all. Mm. Just as it was before the fall. Mm. Mm. God has a mission. Mm. We must align with God's Mm. mission. And fulfill that mission with him. Because we are sons and daughters Ah, of the most high God. God. We do not live for ourselves. We live for a cause. We We can lift a voice and make a commitment.